0: Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. Alright, well it sounds like for uh, the second year in a row, The Hobbit, nerdiest movie of the year. Nerdiest movie of 2013. Except
1: for the winner in the end, which is always Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Weird, Weird Hobbit Yankovic. You know, if he had come up with an album this year, I might have agreed. With him. but instead he just had some funny videos. Hello and welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd, the only podcast where a bunch of nerds pretend to physically fight over minor pop culture minutiae. I'm Jeremy here with Benji. Hello. And hello, hello. To Today it's... it's the two of us in a very yeah. special Weird Al Yankov cast.
1: <laughs> Yankov cast
0: Christmas edition, though. I, though we're, we're
1: not going to release this. It's Christmas Day right now, but we're not going to release it as, like, a Christmas thing. We'll probably do it later. I will say today in the supermarket, I saw a few Jewish people, and I almost went up to them and asked them, how is the Chinese food? Because I haven't gotten Chinese food today yet to honor the Jewish Christmas tradition, so I I will have to soon.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good idea. But let's get to today's topic.
1: To today's Jewish person. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now... It's interesting because I think we would both say that although there is some viewpoint of some people out there that Weird Al Yankovic is like a joke, we don't look at him like that.
1: Right, right.
0: So I think I got into Weird Al Yankovic first, but I hadn't really heard much about him when I was a kid. Well, he was out there because he's been doing things since the beginning of the 80s but i hadn't really found myself like too aware of his stuff so, it was like it's like the early
1: 90s around when I remember when you had, you had that tape
0: that's right. right so what happened was I, and I, I don't know if everyone remembers this but there used to be these things called audio tapes They were sort of low quality ways to listen to things like music or recorded music <laughs> And we were in one of our classic carpools with a... uh, You don't have to say their names, but you know who they were. Let's just say it was a slightly um, prudish family. And I was sitting in the front seat, and I saw this tape that said, Weird Al Yankovic, Off the Deep End. Now, of course, at that point, I hadn't seen the iconic image of of that album. I don't know if you remember, that's the one where it's making fun of the Smells Like Nirvana. I mean, uh, that Smells Like Teen Spirit cover. Right, right, right. The baby going for the money. And off the deep end has Weirdo Yankovic swimming going for a donut. Right. So, you know, making (laughs) fun of it. Uh I just had this tape. And I have no idea. I asked, is this yours? No. No, we don't listen to musicals. (laughs) <laughs> did they did they deny it? No, they said it wasn't theirs, and they said they didn't know whose it was so that I could have it. Oh,
1: ah, a chance encounter. Must have and... been you-know-who who orchestrated it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was uh, Weirdo Yankovic himself sneaking into the car <laughs> and dropping off the table. <laughs> That's right. It was it was the Yankovic all along.
1: <laughs> you were also in a very, a very, uh, hush of a car right there, so.
0: <laughs> okay. So, he was always looking over us. And.
1: Right. <laughs> Weird Al, you know him.
0: <laughs> You know, I, I wasn't so familiar with a lot of the stuff that was being made fun of. I didn't, I was, I remember, so I remember I played this and I put on some headphones and I was laughing at all the stuff I heard. But the truth is, When I go back, I realize I was laughing at things that weren't actually funny. It just, his style made it seem so hilarious that I didn't realize that some of them weren't necessarily funny. For example, in... All right, so off the deep end, it had Smells Like Nirvana, which was, of course, a parody of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And I wasn't really so familiar with Smells Like Teen Spirit at that point, I mean, we're talking about like '92 or, or '93 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I had heard it, but I had—I wasn't like that familiar. I was more familiar with some of the harder rock of the time that I had heard at camp. You mm-hmm. know, like Pearl Jam's or Metallica. Mm-hmm. I'd heard Nirvana Did you say Vita, Pearl but...
1: Jam's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'd heard yeah, because I, I remember I heard this that Jeremy song, which at first I didn't like because you know. Has the same name as me, and it's actually kind of a very depressing song. Mm-hmm. But now I actually think it is, I know, I realize it is a good song. It's an awesome song, right? Even I if it is, you know, incredibly depressing. And it did cause people to make fun of me in very weird ways. Like, <laughs> hey, Jeremy something. It's like, what? What, what, are you, what are you singing? What is that? What are you doing? What was that? And right. of course, the truth is, as it is for a lot of these kind of mumblecore songs, People don't often understand what they're saying, and in fact, that was something that Weird Al was making fun of in his, you know, lyrics for Nirvana. You know, I can't understand the words coming out of my mouth. You know, like like marble. Marble, marble, You know, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the video, yeah. Yeah, well, yes, but and then of course there was a song called Trigger Happy, which Mm. I remember sounding. I, ac- it, I was actually, it turns out I was sort of accurate in that it was supposed to be a style parody of the Beach Boys. Right, right. And that was much more ridiculous. So, that right. was fun. And then there was, you know, Can't Watch This, which was a, a parody of watch You, watch you Can't Touch This mm-hmm. by MC Hammer, who was already right. kind of fading by that point. But, and I, I, you know, I just was never really a fan of MC Hammer because, you know, why would I be? But then, it was this, there was this song that, what, he was spoken that day, and, I didn't realize that some of these things were not, that it was, I thought it was like somehow his, his own song. I didn't realize it was all these other ones right. at first. Like he was what? doing Losing My Religion, that's me in the spotlight. You know, Losing My Religion. I thought, what hilarious lyrics. <laughs> 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 and of course, you know, the Ice Ice Baby, which is great. Because when he does, you know, check out the beat, well, the DJ, well, it, ice, baby, work to yeah. mother. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot more now than I did at the time. Where and, I like,
1: and Polka, music. and the thing about it is, like, Polka's, like, the it's, like, the perfect music to, like, do, like, a, like, you know, to do, like, a, a, a remix of, I guess. I, I don't know what the term would be. <laughs> to do a, a Polka version of, of a bunch of these songs. Especially at that time, you know when when like grunge and, and 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 not just grunge but just in general like there was there was just harder music out there um in the mainstream you know there was there was i mean like that was when gangster rap was 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 rising um i mean even i mean you're, you're talk you're talking about that that pokemon the in that was uh, was touch myself. Um, he also did a That's little right. thing with, with when yeah. I think about you, I Touched myself.
0: <laughs> he's been doing polka stuff since the beginning, but he's been doing right. polka medleys since Meddling, almost yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and I've listened, I've, I've gone back and listened to all of them. And some of them, you know, uh, it's interesting. To, so let me just tell you, so let me just quickly go through what was in that 90, uh, I guess it was 92, of Off the Deep yeah. End. So there was yeah. Cradle of Love by Billy Idol, Tom's Diner. Uh, Love Shack I guess that's still People still listen to that Hump Up the Jam uh, Obviously <laughs> lo- Yeah Losing My Religion Unbelievable uh, you know, Enter Sandman I guess people still remember that The Humpty Dance Cherry Pie This one was called There was something called Miss You Much By Janet Jackson Which Totally Was forgotten you, you mentioned I Touch Myself I think that would have been forgotten If it hadn't come back In the Austin Powers
1: well, I actually know that song because when I watched um when we finally got cable when I was twenty five. <laughs> when we finally got cable when I, when I was um when I was in middle school I remember they had all these things like with uh um you know, best VH1 had shows like like best one hit wonders and things like that, and William Shatner would host it and uh and Right and, and one was uh, and, and one of the things they showed was was I touch myself. Um right, right. So, that's how I knew about the song. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. So there, there were some like original ones, although some of them were like style parodies. But like there was like when I was your age, which you know just was this escalating series <laughs> of nonsense. Where basically it's like it gets to the point, it's like yeah, your dad used to beat us up. We had to walk to school uphill both ways, and then it's my dad literally took my brain out of my skull to punish me. <laughs> like, oh, all right. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Cool. Well, oh,
1: for dear. Yeah, last louse
0: bag of rocks. And, but I, I'm, I'm just going to get through a few other things, because I think this is really going to be indicative of the point I want to make. Another one was a parody of The Right Stuff by New Kids on the Block, which was about the white stuff in Oreos. Mm-hmm. Another one was called Taco Grande, which was a, a parody of Rico Suave a, a One Hit Wonder. And... Then, of course, one of the best ones was called The Plumbing Song, which was a parody of two Milli Vanilli songs. Two Milli Vanilli. And I think this comes to one of the things that is really interesting about Neil, is that he's still popular after so many years, unlike a lot of people. I mean, sure, Nirvana is still considered to be a good band, but they're not releasing anything new, obviously.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) They've just been sitting on their ass for a long time (laughs) while Weird Al's been making it happen.
0: (laughs) I mean, U2 comes close in terms of length, and so does Madonna. Chili Peppers, I think, in a lot of ways, too. In terms of the length, I guess? Well, Chili Peppers
1: Peppers have been around since, um, I don't know, the early, early 80s, but they've been around at least since the mid-80s. Yeah, but I haven't Um,
0: heard anything from them in a long time.
1: Well, I mean... I mean, they're they're one of those bands. Obviously, when they release stuff, it, you know, it gets it gets airplay and and people and people uh, and people listen to it. I, mean, I just saw them in concert uh, this past summer, and, and, and they're just also just an established, very established rock and roll band. So you know, they'll always sell out stadiums, probably in crowds, and whatever.
0: But yeah, um, but they did. I not mean, I mean, as early as Weird Al, at least not but, successfully.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, is there anyone? Is there anyone still out now? Who still? I mean, it's hard to say. A lot of people are still around, you know, who have been around for a while. What, sure. What, why do you? Uh, okay, so what's the criteria? I think I see what you're saying, but what's the criteria you're saying, like between like Weird Al and U two that's somewhat that, that's somewhat similar?
0: Well, it, it's more like that we're popular that early, you know, because he remember he was he started to become successful in the early 80s. I think definitely because of. Making fun of, you know, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, you know, they eat it and so on. And yeah. Cat, which, you know, are great. Well, I was a little late. But, yeah. you know, that sort of helped blow him up. But, you know, the U2 has been doing things, for, you know, definitely since the 80s. I'm trying to think, when was. U2 uh, I mean, started yeah. in the late 70s, actually. Well, no, I'm saying popularity. Because they definitely had some popular stuff in the early 80s. I mean,. Uh, I, just, I mean, Joshua Tree wasn't until eighty-seven.
1: 7, yeah, but they uh, had, like Sunday Bloody Sunday. Uh, the The album, the album War.
0: That was it, Yeah, that was eighty-three yeah. too. Right. And, that, and yeah, New Year's Day, Sunday Bloody Sunday were there. So but yeah, they, it, it, I mean, th- th- I'm saying compare, but that's like one example. And obviously, Millie Vanilli turned out to be, you know, liars. <laughs> What is, what is it, what,
1: why are you why are you bring up Millie Vanilli randomly? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm not bringing up randomly. I told you I, I was listing a couple of artists from that from that uh, that he was making fun of, and Millie Vanilli was one of them.
1: Right, are you talking about artists who have lasted, or are you talking about artists that he's made fun of?
0: Well, I'm just saying it's sort of. You know, well, U2 is actually one that he did parody later on uh, with the, with that dentist song. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's sort of interesting. Like you know, New Kids on the Block had sort of. A, a revival of sorts, at least when they teamed up with the Backstreet Boys on tour, but I don't think anyone would consider them to be quite as impressive. So that was sort of how I started, though, by listening to this tape. And, you know, I didn't really exactly have uh, a lot of money to buy music so much, so I wasn't really able to much it. so but, you loved it I,
1: I i remember i remember like you were you were oh, all about I, it
0: i listened like, to it over and over again
1: you, you put it on in the uh you put it on like the the car in like the car stereo or oh, again yeah. you, you were just cracking up the whole time you know listening to it like and like i would i just didn't get a lot of it um no, at the true. time I, I liked certain things um but i didn't really I, I i didn't really get like i mean i was like five so I didn't really get what was going on. I just remember you cracking up about it and really being super into it. And, um, and, and of course, in my head, I thought, oh, this is one of these things that just older people are into. <laughs> one of these cool things.
0: So the next album that he came out with was called Owlpalooza. And I didn't buy it, but I ended up listening to it because uh, when I was at camp, because Bazalel, Bazazalel, <laughs> Uh, had it, and I just borrowed the <laughs> I borrowed the CD or tape from them. I forget which one it was. Right, and that is interesting. It had a parody of MacArthur Park, which was called Jurassic Park, obviously in fun of the, so- uh, the the movie that was just out recently, which was pretty funny just because it was so. It was basically talking about the movie pretty closely. There was also something that wasn't an amazing song, but it was making fun of the Red Hat Chili Peppers, which was, you know, the thing about the Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. But the things that were interesting to me in particular, because a lot of that stuff I didn't really find to be that memorable, I guess, but one of them was Icky Breaky Song, which was making fun of Icky Breaky Heart, Mm -hmm. which is just one of the worst songs that was popular ever. Because it's not fair to just say the worst songs, period, because Uh there's so many just horrible things that nobody's heard. But Iggy right. Breaky Heart was very popular. Right. So in this, you know, he talks about all these other you know, terrible bands, some of which I don't actually agree with necessarily. Like, I don't think the BGS are terrible or... Uh, yeah. I don't think ABBA is really... I think ABBA gets a bad rap, but I, I like yeah. a lot of their stuff. But then, of course, he talks about, like, the Village People, which is like, well, all right. Or, you know... Yoko Ono, which is obvious, Barry Man, yeah. you know. It's like, okay, well, those are... But it was funny just because it was just blatantly... And we didn't see... I want to talk about this a little bit later, but you know, usually he ha, it seems like he has respect for people. One of his things is right. he always asks permission. Because even though you could probably make an argument that it's okay to parody, you know, then you could potentially get sued because you're trying to make a profit off of you know, parodying someone's work. I think it would definitely lose, but, you know, you don't. he doesn't want the hassle to have to deal with that in the first place. So, you know, we, yeah, that was his thing. But here was the thing that was weird. So, there was this thing called Bohemian Polka, which was a polka cover of Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, which I had never really heard before. So, I thought this song was hilarious. Now, it turned out, of course, that he didn't make up any of the lyrics. Right, right. <laughs> so... All the stuff about, you know, Beelzebub having a devil put aside for me. It turns out, oh, that was part of the stupid song lyrics, which were intentionally supposed to be stupid. What
1: do you mean intentionally stupid?
0: The Bohemian Rhapsody is supposed to be kind of like this over-the-top, sort of operatic. Yeah. Song, and it's supposed to be sort of silly, in terms of the actual lyrics. That's what they right. said at the time. Of course, I didn't know that, so mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, what? <laughs> Weird Al's done it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But after that, I actually did start buying, you know, his actual album. Well, the next one was Bad Hair Day, right? Right, and I actually did buy that one. That was, of course, the one with the famous Amish Paradise.
1: Which was, like, a hit. Like oh, I People, was. I remember, I mean, because Gangsta's Paradise was such a hit, and then and then Amish Paradise was such a hit. And, of course, the whole controversy, not controversy, but Coolio, Coolio's, yeah, they
0: speaking. Coolio, that yeah. claimed that he never gave permission... And then he said, no, I I, I didn't. And then, you know, Weirdo Yankovic said that he had cashed his royalty check. So it was like, hmm, I don't know what to say. We were, I mean, I wrote a letter of apology after he complained because maybe it was like an underling that accepted and cashed the check. But they definitely took it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember what Coolio was saying was that is that you know it was supposed to be a serious song, and he doesn't he doesn't like uh, you know what, what, whatever whatever he's saying he's saying it's a serious song, and 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 he didn't didn't find it he didn't like what we're I was doing we I was doing with it, and, you know, and that's and that's happened a few times. I, I sort of understand it. I don't.
0: Yeah, no. I, I, mean, I mean, I mean,
1: that like the whole thing about, about 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 these parodies. I guess it's kind of true. And sometimes, like when you. Sometimes when you make fun of something, you can take away the seriousness of it. But, but I mean, really, like, I, I, I'm, okay, he's, he's parodied a number of songs that I really like. Do I, like, find no power in the songs now? Like, I, I, just, I just don't really feel that way about, yeah. about the songs in general. I think it's specifically yeah. known to be, a, like,
0: a funny thing. Well, I mean, think it's about some of, the, his, you know, some of his more popular stuff. I mean, like, for example, Eat It. Beat It is a great song. What about Another One Rides the Bus, which was one of his first songs, which is, you know, covering Another One Bites the Dust, which is a great song. Yeah. But in other words, I I remember when we watched the the behind-the-scenes on that DVD we have of some of of the music videos, there's that, like, you know, the one that shows his first-ever performance on, like, the Tom Snyder show or something, and his audience that had no idea what, I need to start singing. Another one rides the bus. They're just like, what? What's well, the, great is? Thing, the great thing about
1: it, the whole setup was great because he, um, like, he comes on. He's got he's he's barefoot. <laughs> he's got the accordion, and he just has this uh, other guy who's who's his drummer, um, Adam Schwartz or whatever. Um, like like with him, like just just like thumping on a suitcase, and occasionally like there things they're, on the side of the suit on the suitcase and make noise like arr, arr, like honks and things like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's well, just he's hitting it. Run. And it's funny because the audience first doesn't know how to react, and then they and then and then they start cracking up in the middle of it. And he's super into it too.
0: No, yeah, he was like another one. the bus. Yeah, yeah. It was great. And that's and that's another thing. You know, is this? You know, he never treated it as just a joke. Right. Which really right. puts his all into the performance and also writing this stuff. Well,
1: one thing that's one thing that's really impressive is that is that when you hear the parodies of songs, especially, there like it's it's sometimes uncanny like how similar even the production sounds you know to the original song so like 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 it'll the, the songs will often like you know the instrumentation and all that will often sound like it's very similar to whatever the studio recording was of the original song and you know now that i've been like like doing like recorded music for for some time like i I, I knew that it was impressive. At the time, and I realized, like, whoa, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, there are some differences. It doesn't sound exactly alike. I um, mean, you can tell that it's a little different, but he's pretty damn close. And that's a really, really, really difficult thing to do—to uh, make to make everything in your recording sound the same or very similar to you know the the original recording that he was that he was parodying.
0: Yeah, and he's only gotten better at
1: it. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten better. I mean, there was a the whole thing you said, like with a. Uh, with a can't can't touch this when he did can't watch this first he slowed it down because he wasn't as good at, rap, at rapping but then once he did uh for the straight out of limbo album when he did white and nerdy making fun of millionaire's uh um
0: which maybe his most popular song right.
1: ever it, that uh, it's hard to say what's most what's most popular I mean we're we more people talking about white and nerdy than they were about um you know the American Pie one he did, the uh, uh, I think the so. Unish Paradise. But it, it also tied yeah, it in it, yeah.
0: with yeah. like you know much, a lot of the whole way that viral videos were going around. Oh, uh, so I think uh, it really like tied into that pretty well. It was also a very successful single too. His first
1: successful single?
0: No, no. One of his most successful singles. <laughs> right. Okay. Movies. Well, let's let's go let's go back to Bad Hair Day though. All right. Well, it does because every time you have any of any of his records, I, I always just sort of found you'll have some that are good, some at least one or two that's like really good, and some that are sort of like, well, okay. Like what? There's interesting because, for example, on that one, you had "Everything You Know Is Wrong," which I really find very enjoyable. You know? Yeah, that's a really good song. Yeah, and it the night's you know going crazy.
1: Remember the night
0: that sound? That was right, ama- that, which was an amazing original song. And, and there's think, and the, there's also, I remember Larry and God. Yeah, and- oh, that was so, such an awesome I never forget about Larry. <laughs> but that was one of the best of the polka ones, and, and it was because it was called the Alternative Polka. And, right. Now, there's one of these that I never thought fit, even at the time, but I'm just going to go through this quickly. Loser by Beck, Sex Type Thing by Stone Temple Pilots, All I Want to Do by Sheryl Crow, Closer by Nine Inch Nails, Bang and Blame by REM, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette, Boy with Butterfly Wings by The Smashing Pumpkins, My Friends by The Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'll Stick Around by Foo Fighters, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden, Basket Case by Green Day, all right. and what's great is, except for the Cheryl Crow one, which I don't really feel like it fits with all. Oh, I like. It, it, oh, you're
1: saying it's in an alternative category.
0: Yeah, it doesn't fit with the others.
1: Yes, you're saying. Oh, it was, it was great when <laughs> you did a closer, and he's like, I want to, uh, you like an animal. <laughs> we gave some funny sound.
0: Well, that's there. why the, this is a great one for polka because of that sort of serious, grudgy, alternative sound to just make it so ridiculous. Like, starting with loser is a great way to do it. <laughs> well, also, so once, once again, you know. I
1: didn't really get... I, I knew... By the point you had gotten Bad Hair Day, um, I, I knew that he was doing parodies of songs. Um, I didn't know all the songs, but yeah. I, I, knew, I knew he was doing parodies, but I didn't get what the polka thing was. And, like, I sort of recognized a couple songs, maybe, but I didn't... But, like, I... I like So I wasn't sure, like, what he's doing. I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Like... I, yeah. I, I liked... Yeah, the, um, he also uh, 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 don't start making phony calls please stick to the seven digit numbers you're used to right. well, <laughs> but that was okay I
0: guess I, I, but I was never really a huge fan of Waterfalls in the first place
1: oh, so what are you talking about that's just my <laughs> thing I it, was, know, it. For it. yeah I wouldn't say Waterfalls the, the best one uh, necessarily I, I, like, I like I definitely like Scrubs a little better and uh, oh
0: well I definitely like that a lot better so. yeah yeah I mean but it's no scrubs, but yes.
1: No scrubs, whatever. Well, you know, I didn't want—I I didn't want to have any scrubs, so I, I denied the scrubs. You know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, think about some of the ones that
0: you don't remember as well. Like there's one. <laughs> the ones you know, uh, I don't remember. Right, right like there's <laughs> one called "Calling and Sick," and I'm so sick of you. I think. Like, I... Who could re- That's what I'm saying. Like, like you know, it's just—it's interesting that there are some that you know we re- replay over and over again, and then some that just. Uh, I'll, I'll listen
1: to it once and then I'm, I'm done with it. I was in I was in fourth grade, I believe, when when um, when Bad Hair Day came out, and I remember like we were singing Amish Paradise, like 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 different kids were talking about Amish Paradise, in, in, you know, like in in my class in my grade, and we were, we would we would talk about it. We would you know see who remembered more of the lyrics, and you know a lot of people love the line tonight we're gonna party like it's sixteen ninety nine. You know that, that, that whole thing, and, and and the other thing too is like I, I had never seen the music video by that point anyway, and then so the music video was pretty pretty funny as well. So um, and then the, <laughs> it said like churning lots of butter, uh, I don't know, i ain't butchering the lines, but but it, um I mean what was really cool about it is is that is that you know we knew the song, we knew Gangster's Paradise on the radio. And then we knew, um, this song. So, um, yeah. Right. Right, um,
0: let's talk that- about the the one that came after, which was called "Running with Scissors," because there's a there's a very interesting thing that happened on this. One of one, of course, was "The Saga Begins," which was the parody of American Pie by Don McLean. And I think it's, there's actually a lot of little sort of interesting things about that one. I think, I'm trying to remember, when did the Madonna cover come out? That was, I guess that was, um, let oh, it was 2000. So it was after this one. But The saga Begins was interesting because he basically wrote it as a summary of The Phantom Menace. But right. he did it by looking up spoilers on the internet. And then he went to a pre-screening that cost a lot of money for because char- it was like a charity screening. So he had to pay a lot to get in, uh-huh. and then turns out he had done, He had uh, the spoilers were so good that he only had to make a couple small changes to the song. Uh-huh. And the original guy who wrote the first, you know, you know, the, the American Pie, Don McLean, he said that his children played it so much that they uh, often accidentally sound Riddle Yankovic's lyrics instead. Uh-huh. And he said he sometimes sings the wrong lyrics when he performs American Pie.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, yeah, you know, it, that's pretty impressive because he, he, he's heard it a lot of times.
1: And like, and, th- and that's and that's that's no small feat. Like, like being able to have something, um, have something written that people are gonna remember. You know, that that's a parody is still is still impressive. Like, because it, it's not like, like, you know, he could just be like, you know, bye bye, Mr. Anakin guy. Da, 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 da. You know, he he just make up a bunch of words just to the tune of it. People do that all the time. And people make parodies and, and record their parodies and all that. uh um, yeah,
0: people have been trying to copy Weird Al's success for a long time. Obviously, people have been doing parody stuff forever. But, I mean, even when you go back to classical music, people were creating parody versions of other people's work. I mean, but, even Mozart did that at times. But, yeah. You know, so it's not like
1: it's anything new. But weird weird, <laughs> yeah, weird Allelius, right. no, weird Amadeus, weird weird Amadeus, <laughs> weird Amadeus. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and he did, did just like polka versions of <laughs> of of like do 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 and 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 <laughs> and then like. Mozart got really uh, angry about it, you know. No, no, Salieri got mad about it. It wasn't It wasn't Mozart. <laughs> Mozart probably loved it. He's like, oh, that's delightful.
0: <laughs> but he could have used more fart sounds.
1: More fart sounds, of, of, of course. Uh, there
0: were some uh, other uh, popular ones. There was something called Pretty Fly for a Rabbi, which was a parody of Pretty Fly for a White Guy, which was, uh, let's be honest, not such a good song.
1: Yeah, I mean... It's interesting that's one of Offspring's most famous songs because Offspring has some fucking awesome songs, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, well, I know it's kind of weird, but it all—it's interesting. So it also had—I'm not going to get into the ones that I don't think are as interesting, but it had your horoscope for today, which I like. and of course it's all about the Pentiums, which you know is a little dated now.
1: Because Wait, here's, here's, here's your. Here's your horoscope is great song because I mean what's really what's really good besides the fact that it's a great song like it's a it's a I mean it's supposed to be sort of a parody of Mighty Mighty Boston but in general it's a it's a parody of ska yeah. and like I, I know quite a bit of ska I mean Craig knows even more but like you know it, it, they do a really 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 good job at at um at uh at parodying ska in general and it's not even like they don't just parody that, you know, the, the, the beat and the guitar, the, the general guitar rhythm or riff that, that, that they do in ska. Like, like everything, the way they yell, the Scorpio! And at the end, when there's an the organ, like, um, and then the horns they have, like, it's, it's perfect. It's a, it's a perfect parody. And it's a great song, too. Like, like you uh, what was it about the javelin through your chest? What was the thing? Yeah, your fiancé
0: hurls it and he's like... It's be oh, be oh, to be surprise be surprised today when your fiancé hurls a javelin through your chest. A javelin
1: through your chest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, So apparently, like, so he, there's like another sort of not-as-well-known thirteenth son of the Zodiac, uh, which is called Afayukas. And so in 2011, he, uh, Weird Al, posted on his Twitter a new lyric for that particular... Zodiac sign, which was you'll become the center of attention, and you replace every square inch of your skin with plexiglass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah, uh, but what, it also has one of the best songs he's ever done—the eleven-minute and twelve and uh, thir- twenty-three-second song, Albuquerque.
1: Yeah, it's a <laughs> the whole song is great. In fact, every time I go on a on a plane. Every time what plays through my head is, because I have my trade table up and my, and my seat back,
0: back in the full upright position. position.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's great because the whole thing is that he survived the plane crash because he had his trade table up and his <laughs> seat back in the full upright position.
0: Hey, well, I love that you said in the beginning. He's like, and nobody survived except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, he said, and it was around that time that a little ditty started going through my head. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, <laughs> oh, I've, I've totally stolen that joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just very well done. And of course, when we went to see him in concert, that was his uh, encore presentation was uh, amazing.
1: Yeah, and he said, and he's like, hey, hey, L L D B.
0: E cookie, um, cookie. <laughs> right, and he went on a yeah. really extended riff on all the different donuts and things that they didn't have during the, the uh, during the performance. I mean oh, oh he's an extended one? Oh yeah, it was totally extended. Oh that's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, he just kept going.
1: We um should should we talk about his performances now or go on with the with the albums?
0: Uh well let's keep let's finish up the albums first before we get into the performance thing. Yeah. But so that was a pretty great album too, and after that, of course, was Poodle Hat. Uh, well, let's keep let's finish up the albums first before we get into the torments thing. Yeah, but so that was a pretty great album too, and after that, of course, was Poodle Hat.
1: I love that album, and I think I think even though I, it's some, I think it's pretty much lesser known. I think. It, it was also, like, around the time – I think it was in ninth grade. It was around the time that I was just collecting albums anyway. So that was, like, an album in my regular rotation. And there were some really good ones on there. They had the the one at the end that was, like, a Frank Zappa, you know, in sty, the style of Frank Zappa thing that was a, a genius in France.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sort of about a Jerry Lewis or whatever I think it was Jerry Lewis. Well,
0: that's what he said. Like, because remember, at the time, there was this whole – Sort of anti-France nonsense because uh, of the post-September 11th thing. You know, people—it's not French fries; it's freedom fries. Okay. And he was at, and he's like, and he, he said, "No, that wasn't my intention at all. I wrote it before that, and it was right. really meant to be like how they were, it was sort of this. Like, why do they find people like Jerry Lewis so appealing? I don't get it. Uh-huh. It's really supposed to be it. That was the uh-huh. joke. Not uh-huh. that, like, French people are idiots, or that, you know, per se. It's just that, you know, they find this guy to be a genius, even though I definitely
1: don't. <laughs> he's like, he's like, when I tell a stupid joke, they laugh. Ha, 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 they laugh. <laughs> People in France have lots of attitude. They're snotty and rude, they like disgusting food. But when they see me, they just come unglued. They think that I am one happening dude. <laughs>
0: um, um, well, so, it, that album also had Couch Potato, which was the parody of Lose Yourself by Eminem. Which, which was, almost was a hit, but what happened? It, well, what happened was it was supposed to be a music video, and then Eminem denied permission to shoot the video.
1: Yeah, permission for the song, but not the video.
0: Exactly. And it was just like, oh, alright. So then they ended up using Bob. Which, you know, it's fine. Bob, of course, a parody of... Uh, of Bob Dylan.
1: Well, wow. it really actually was a parody of, even if it was in the style of, it actually was a a, a parody of um, of Bob Dylan's... Uh, of No, uh, no, no, no. The video, the video that he did for it, uh, that Weird Al did for it, was a parody of Subterranean Homesick Blues, but the song itself was Bob Dylan's 115th Dream is the name of the song,
0: which is an awesome song, which is also kind of hilarious in, in its own way. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the video's fine, but, you know, and the song is also fine considering it's just a I bunch of palindromes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, him doing the oh. uh, I'm A in that <laughs> Well it was it, it was really good because
1: the whole thing is Dylan, like especially like the songs around that era, like people you know, the whole thing is you don't you don't know what he's talking about in the songs. Which also we gotta make a little reference shout out to uh to uh, Dewey Cox, to that movie, Dewey, <laughs> to yeah. walk hard, when he's like, <laughs> was Toaster oven, life.
0: <laughs> right, well, uh, the... But, yeah. Uh, another one he had was the parody of Hot in Her, by now. Yeah, that was great. There's some shit Yeah. Yeah, something. you better take the trash out.
1: And Jeremy was the best line in it.
0: Wait, <laughs> uh, the, I don't know, what are you thinking?
1: He's got a... I got a, like a mop in some my basement. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, in my closet. What? I'm just kidding. Dog on it. Uh, oh, right. I I do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, it also had hardware song, which was a great original piece. Yeah. Where he used like sounds of hardware in the song, which I, I like a lot. And of course, there was a complicated song, which was the parody of complicated by really Oh, which yeah, yeah, that was pretty good, too. And then, of uh, course, what, one of the better ones, which was a Why Does This Always Happen To Me, which was a style parody of Ben Folds, who also played the piano in the recording, which was just amazing song. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, <when> he, <laughs> the Simpsons, he's like, if I was going to take The Simpsons...
1: Why do yeah. I have to but the Simpsons, but they'd interrupt The Simpsons just, yeah. just for the earthquake in Peru? Yeah. <laughs> And he said to my boss, my boss he, he took a letter opener, or stabbed his, his boss face. Oh, he, he had a
0: knife, and he stabbed him right in the face. He's like, but wouldn't right. you know it, my knife got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to happen now and then. Uh, <laughs> but I... Uh, I never meet, I sharp. the tip a little, what?
1: And he's like, uh, yeah. I won't be quite as sharp, sharp again. again
0: right. yeah. But that also had one of the interesting Pokemon, medley, which was... Uh, Called Angry White Boy Coco. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, Papa Roach system of the down the vines the hives the white stripes the strokes, which is a lot of buzz, Disturbed, uh, raging as the machines. Renegades of Funk. The Biscuit. Stained. Kid Rock. Pod. And of course Eminem again with the World and, and it's kind of interesting, just because a lot of those people sounded very similar. I always like System of Down, in particular. I always thought they were good. Obviously, yeah, Rage Against the Machine is pretty good. Eminem, Eminem sort of stands out because he's not yeah. really quite the same as this sort yeah. of generic white boy sound of anger. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, like I don't like the whole thing having Eminem with the couch potato thing, but Eminem is awesome. Like, there's, there's no, yeah,
0: you know, it's it's still good. So, yeah. it's interesting what happened after, that, because if you remember. So the thing that came after that was called Straight of Linwood, if you remember. Right. And this is the one that, you know, became really very popular because it had the, that was the white and nerdy that we're talking about, the ride-in by a chameleon. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the YouTube became a really huge hit, and it definitely became like a whole, you know, he got, you know, he was, uh, he was definitely good at rapping on it. So you were talking about how he improved with that too,
1: right? Right. Did even Chameleon Air say like like he did a pretty good job with a with the rapping?
0: Yeah, and I thought that was actually a pretty strong album in general. It had a pancreas, which I liked a lot. Yeah. Canadian idiot was okay because American yeah. idiot was is not such a good song, so it's hard to make it sound good. Of course, then All Suya, which was the Rage Against Canadian Oh, song, that was great. Yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> Virus yeah. Alert was pretty good. Con- I lo- I also like Confessions Part Three, which was uh, a yeah. parody of Confessions <laughs> Part Two of Byers. <laughs> there was well, the we- he totally did that one live. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was, he was very good.
1: He had the video going in the background, and he was performing it on stage, and he, he was like exactly synced up with what was going on behind him, like on the screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, that was very impressive. Uh, uh, but that, uh, the I mean, there was like Weasel Stopping Day, which was kind of fun. Close Window Cigar, which was pretty good. Do I creep you out? Don't download the song. It was a pretty. Don't download
1: song was great, because <laughs> okay. So the whole premise, for those of you who don't know, the whole premise. Of the song is is like you know he was sort of like he he was kind of lashing out, and sort of making fun of uh, people, uh, big time artists who were who were like lashing out Napster and like downloading, and and things like that. And in the middle. of <laughs> Towards the end, uh, like like he says in the, uh, he says like, don't download this song. Even Lars Ulrich says it's wrong.
0: And of course, as you might have imagined, he offered it available for free on his MySpace page. To download, yes, (laughs) yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so so here's what he said about file sharing. I have very mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I'm concerned that the rampant downloading of my copyright-protected material over the internet is severely eating into my album sales and having a decidedly adverse effect on my career. On the other hand, I can get all the Metallica songs I want for free! (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) People might not remember, but Metallica in particular... Lars Ulrich, the least talented of Metallica. He's not the least talented. I know, I'm being unfair. He's a pretty good drummer. (laughs) No, he is a good drummer. But, he, he was all just complaining about Napster, which in fairness was kind of crazy in terms of how much people downloaded. I never was like huge into just, I'm just going to mass download everything. I just couldn't afford to actually buy things because I was a poor college student. But, you know, I knew some people who would download gigs and gigs of music and it's like, what are you doing with all this? And then you know they would download stuff and then delete. They listen to a few of them, but not even all of it, and delete it more so they could download more. It's like, what are you doing with all these songs? You're not doing anything with them. Some people would even burn like hundreds of songs onto CD onto CD so they could you know as MP3 files. I don't know if anything ever happened. I guess to just keep it. And of well, course, that's right, because like you
1: were because you were you were in college when, when right. So Apple. we had
0: the bandwidth to really get all the songs. People were. You know, Downloading so much of that stuff, uh, and because that was really when it exploded. Because before that, to get the 3s there were ways to do it, but it was not so easy, and it wasn't so, it wasn't so. I guess monitored. It wasn't so scrutinized. Mapster made it really easy. But of course, what happened is that uh, you know the studios, instead of saying, "Look, people want the ability to get songs easily and maybe cheaply." they instead said. oh no oh no you don't mm-hmm. it's you know CDs and giant boxes filled with trimmings each one $50 a piece I,
1: I mean also also I mean I, I think also to be fair like it was a sudden like change and shift like they were doing things with the CD the CD thing so shit I mean things did sh- things have shifted since then you right, know you thing, have
0: their response was just to be like terrified, right. and of course right, right. as we know now People are more than happy to buy songs of iTunes or Amazon or whatever. Well, they
1: do the Spotify thing. Yeah, um, people
0: love Spotify. And they pay for that. You know, just a little bit of ads and everything. So it's just, it was just sort of short sighted. And if they had gotten in early, they could, you know, if any of these places had gotten in early, they could have probably made a lot of money off of building off of Napster and you know, saying, like, hey, you know, Napster's changing or turning into a subscription service or whatever. You know, I think you could have gotten a lot of people paying a little bit of money just to do that kind of thing. You know, if you have, like, you know, hey, you can listen to a 100 songs a month or something, or whatever it was, for, you know, $5, people might have been actually willing to pay that. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But, of course, that album, if we're getting back to it, also had another classic long song, which was called Trapped in the drive Through," which was like a pitch-perfect oh, oh. parody of Trapped in the Closet by the terrible oh. person and okay musical artist, R. Kelly.
1: Oh, that was the one where he did live that, that had the thing on you know, the screen. I was wrong about back confession. Back oh, Fitch. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was tra- it was trapped in the drive-thru.
0: Which was it was amazing.
1: He did live, yeah. It was amazing yeah, just was, to watch
0: sing, and do yeah. it, and it was, uh, it was, it was very well-written. <laughs>
1: And he's like, he's like going to the drive through with his wife, and like, and like, and like his wife said, and like, most of it was like him just having like a conversation with his with his wife, and, and like, like driving there, and then, and then like, but she mess, she changed her order for a second, and he goes, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't I know you? Aren't you? Aren't you guys next to me in the class or whatever? And my wife says, "No, he's not." Then it got real quiet. Then it got real intense. And then she said, "It'll be fourteen dollars and twenty two cents.
0: twenty Now, yeah, and R. Kelly's like trapped in the closet. I don't. I'm not even sure if. Uh... What's gonna be more memorable? I mean, people still remember that stupid
1: thing. Well, also, also because South Park did the great.
0: Well, they did do a great parody of it. Episode.
1: Just, I mean, that entire. I mean, that was just one of those like genius South Park episodes where they just made fun of so many things at the same time. <laughs> and they had R. Kelly just just he kept so I pull out my gun because <laughs> in, the, in the, the trapped in the closet thing, they they had um R. Kelly just kept pulling out his gun you know, stupidly <laughs> and singing about it.
0: Yeah, so yeah. it's interesting what happened, you know, after the that's you know, that album came out, which was oh, right, no, there's one thing I forgot, which was the, the James Blunt thing. If you remember, there hey, they had this hey. song called You're Beautiful. Which was hey. uh, so James Blunt had given at Weird Al permission to record a a you know parody which is gonna be called You're Pitiful. But his label said, "No, we're not gonna let you do that." So Weird Al Yankovic leaked it, and then he also performed it live at a lot of concerts, which is right. interesting.
1: And then and you have like didn't one of like the uh, didn't one of the shirts say like BMG sucks or whatever, whatever?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, what, what never was...
1: had a date that you couldn't inflate. <laughs>
0: What is, so the thing that happened next, I thought, was actually kind of interesting, because what he did was, he started releasing MP3s as, a, as a, you know, EPs, individually, as he was making them, you know, and he was saying, and then his eventual album would have all of those, plus additional stuff. Yeah. So the first of those was called Whatever You Like, which was a parody of T.I.'s Whatever You Like, neither of which I liked that much, but whatever. We like. Well, I just just don't care for the song. I think it's kind of a boring-sounding song. But then there was Craigslist, which was the Party of the Doors, and Skipper Dan, which uh, is an amazing song. Do you remember that one? No. Skipper Dan? It's like, I'm a tour guide on the Jungle Cruise ride. Skipper Dan is my name. Like that. It's basically about a guy who, who... went to Juilliard, and he w- wanted to become... Oh, a right, sister, right, right. But now he's just living at Skipper Den. It was, like, amazing because it, of you know, people just talked about different ways to interpret it and, like, was he happy, was he unhappy? What, what did it mean about life and philosophy? You know, and it, I, it's... Anything that can create that kind of conversation to me is interesting. But it's also a very... It's an interesting song to listen to. And... Mm-hmm. He also did something called CNR, which was about Charles Nelson Reilly, which was just silly because nobody knew who Charles Nelson Reilly was. I only know because I used to watch some old reruns of some of those seventies shows where he like um, like Match Game that he was on, right? But I I was I wasn't alive when he was first popular, so it was just like sort of silly because he's like a very he's a very effeminate individual. So that seemed that seemed like a sort of a like a boring joke to me, I guess. Right. right. And then of course he had Ringtone, which was a style parody of Queen. That was his last individual release. And I always thought that for a style parody of Queen, I don't know, it, it didn't always seem like a really like a Queenish song. Like sometimes it did, but I don't know. I wasn't like blown away with that. But right. then of course he had his release which was called Alpocalypse which is also his last one released in 2011. And it was interesting, you know, what he said. So if you remember, he had the Lady Gaga one perform this way. That's right, that's right. That actually wasn't, yeah, that actually wasn't bad. Yeah, and apparently, like, apparently Lady Gaga herself, there's, like, a whole thing where, you know, the Lady Gaga's manager granted, you know, was gonna say okay, let me give her the lyrics to her, and then the manager said she said no, and then it, and there was like a whole thing about like like social media saying what? Why is Lady Gaga afraid of Weird Al Yankovic? And then she said, oh no, I give permission. I'm a huge Weird Al fan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I actually, I
1: actually like plenty of Lady Gaga. She's also kind of. Like, it, it's interesting, because she already has her own, like, ridiculousness going on, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting that she's kind of, like... I don't know, like... Like, I, I don't know what, um... I don't know what people's uh, opinions are for these, what they think it'll be. But I, I think it's just a good rule of thumb just to... Just to yeah, let... Right. Uh, just, you know, just... Like, you should just let Weird Al <laughs> do your, your song. like Like, it's kind of like one of these things, what it seems like is that, um... It's kind of like this, uh, not, not rite of passage, but it's like this uh, sort of kind of award, you know, that you can get in the music industry if Weird Out covers your song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like a statement. It's like, it, yeah, it's like getting an award, I, I feel like. You know, it's, it's oh, some yeah, the, I mean. Like, like I, I literally have never. What, you said. what, what, what sorry, did you say? Go ahead. I, I literally never. I mean, I've been part of it. I mean, I'm biased. Because I'm a Weird Al fan, but but I'm like a huge music fan. Like, I mean, a gigantic music fan. Like, I, like it's you know, like a religious liking for me in a lot of ways. Um, and and I I never you say you're a bit of a music nerd. Ah, uh, you might say so, sassy. Uh, but I, I would say that like that I've never thought less of an artist or this the, the power of a song or the, the artist because Weird Al did a cover of it. It's it, there's this, there's this interesting thing, just like with just comedy in general, that 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 you know that, that people can get protective of, and it's like eh, I, I I see I see what they're saying, but it's like why can't you laugh about stuff? So I mean, even my favorite artists, always, always my favorite bands, my favorite my favorite musicians, always I've made fun of them. You know, the yeah. songs I write, I do just I do like like versions of it where I'm just talking about dicks, like that's literally what Craig and I do for a bunch of our songs. We also have, we just sing alternative lyrics that just have to do with ball sacks and things like that. Like, that's literally what happens. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, you know. I think, uh, I don't have, I, I, like, I, I see what people are saying, but also, like, I, I respect the, the, I mean, I really will say artistry behind it. Like, he's, he's so good at it. And just because it's funny, you know, we're supposed to be parody, you know, it sometimes gets lost in terms of how much goes into it. But there's, there's a ton and then the, the additional thing is he's just super talented in general, and uh, we haven't talked really about LTV much, but we should mention a little bit we'll, about we'll that.
0: We'll get into that, but I want to say that, like, in comparison to some of his previous stuff, I wasn't blown away by Apocalypse. Right, right. I mean, compared to Straight of Linwood, which had some great stuff, and Poodle Poodlehead, which I think is probably at least my favorite. You know, yeah, Poodle has really. Although good. obviously, I'm always going to have a lot of fond memories for Off the Deep End, which was the first one I ever listened to, which I actually still think has some pretty good stuff on it, including yeah. some his cover of that Miley. Uh, the no, sorry, I was almost going to say Miley Cyrus. No, the Millie Vanilli song is so much is it's very listenable and so much better than either of the two Millie Vanilli songs. Which which Millie Vanilli song? So it was called. So it was called the the Plumbing Song is the one that he wrote, and it was making fun of Baby Don't Forget My Number and uh, Blame It on the Rain. Right, right, right. And it's, I really liked it. I, I find it's just like, it's a good song, I think, the way it's written and the way it sounds. But, you know, that's just sort of my feeling on it.
1: When I said, when, I, when you said Millie Vanilli, it reminded me of um uh, remember uh, <laughs> uh Andy Dick did the Thing, um, and he was Daphne Aguilera, uh, right. it, the character, which actually was not Sonny's character. No, and he, okay. he was just saying, like, I'm not I ain't gonna lip sync, I'm gonna do no Millie Vanilli shit. But I was just thinking we should do a dick cast,
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs>
1: an, Andy, an Andy Dick
0: podcast. What? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, <laughs> all
0: right. And
1: no, Andy I'm really a dickass I mean an Andy dickass or nerd
0: punches dick <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, nice. I want to talk about some of the, some of his you know some of the other theft that happened earlier on because I only heard mostly a lot of that stuff later on, you know, when I was in college I, I you know I listened to a bunch of his older songs too that that, that I that, I had access to that stuff, and of course, since then, I bought like the Essential Weirdo Yankovic, which is uh, three discs of some of the songs, but it's interesting because there was this thing that came out in the early 90s called the Food Album, which someone I knew had, and it's interesting because, you know, it's 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 sort of funny that he had a, had a bunch of songs sort of foodie-related, uh, obviously a lot of people make jokes like, oh, Oh, isn't all a song about food? And, you know, he had this one album. And apparently he was not, he didn't want to have the release because he thought it was just, you know, money-grubbing of the studio. He didn't think it was necessary. So he thought it was kind of silly. And there were some that were left off. One of them was called Girls Just Want to Have Lunch, which Weird Al has said is his most hated song because he was essentially forced to write a parody of girls just wanna have fun mm-hmm. in, in that way because it that's always popular and they thought he should write another song like making you know talking about food because they thought it would be as popular as eat it so he right. never liked it and yeah, yeah. he needed to cut a, a song it anyway. makes sense cuz the song the song
1: is like the song is like it's all right but it's not you know it's not as memorable as the other stuff it's kind of annoying
0: yeah, so, I mean, that one he had, uh, it, so, that one, it, I mean, I just think it had fat, of course, and lasagna, which was a parody of La Bamba. Yeah. Which is okay. Addicted to spuds, which was addicted to love, making fun of, um, and one of his earlier ones, I Love Rocky Road. Yeah. Was, uh, I Love Rockin' Road. Uh, there was something making fun of Stan called Spam. Of course, Eat It. My Bologna, which was making fun of My Sharona. hmm. You know. And then there was something called Theme from Rocky 13, The Ryder the Kaiser, which was basically about Rocky Balboa, who is now old and retired and is running a deli. <laughs> yeah, so I mean. But as you, you know, there
1: was going to be a, a movie about Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Actually, actually, the, the last Rocky movie, Rocky Balboa, was pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, you know, there's a recent new Rocky movie. Which called, yeah. Uh, Rocky Mash. versus De Niro.
1: A little bit, a little bit.
0: <laughs> was, yeah, they had so many references to Rocky in it. It was ridiculous. So oh, it's
1: so it's so clear that it's like a Rocky sorta of thing.
0: Yeah, well it was it's it's like, oh, hey look, De Niro was in a famous boxing movie. Stallone was in a famous boxing movie, let's have them fight again. Yeah. It was just like it was just lazy, I guess, is uh what it was. But it's interesting because, you know, if you look back at like some of his old polka medleys, it's like, it's interesting to see how things have changed and what's been popular at different times. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you look at, like, his first Poké Medley, which came out in 84, was called Polkas on 45. And it had, it had like, Sex on the Water and Hey Jude in a God of vida He was just sort of, he was just, every breath you take, should I stay or should I go? My generation.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. I have, I, I, I do know what you're talking about. And yeah. he
0: just sort of, like, you know, put a whole bunch in there. Of course, then, after that, he started getting a little bit more, like, specific to that, that exact time. Like having, you know, Tina Turner's or Hall & Oates, Twisted Sister, 99 Luftballons, etc. So, it's interesting just to look through, because sometimes they work really well. I, I tend to find that those polka mixes are always pretty good. It's, uh, it's, all, it's nice, because sometimes he released his own, like, video version of them. And although some of them he never did, but people on YouTube, of course, who have all the time in the world, have managed to make, you know, versions of all of these, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Although sometimes they get taken down, because, you know.
1: Well, well, well it's interesting, because, I mean, there's been so, like, you see, like, the intense love for Weird Al people have. So remember the whole thing where they, they made that fake, um, that fake trailer for a Weird Al, uh, for, like, a Weird Al biopic? Oh yeah, yeah, the
0: yeah, funny, or or funny or die"
1: thing. I was like, "I'm the weird one, I'm the weird one." Right. And then Madonna's thing. Oh yeah, like a surgeon. We forgot to talk about that one. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you really want to weird. parody one of my songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was when I realized that Olivia Wilde was uh, actually talented. Yeah. Before yeah. that, I didn't realize that she was because I thought I was like, oh, it's just another like pretty girl. But I, she was very good at that. Like Madonna, which apparently Weird Al and Madonna hooked up in the fictionalized version of his life. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love how when she was crying, she did, like, the hands in front of her face dance move. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, of course, there was that other funnier Die thing, which was when they got, when Funny or Die had more followers on Twitter than Weird Al. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, and they're like, they're like, I'll go to the office. And he <laughs> <get to> the <laughs> conference room, and somebody it's weird. Brought, yeah, somebody brought, it, somebody brought a cake, and then of course it's like, and then Weird Al turns around in his chair. And he's like, it's a trap. And he shoots <laughs> all of them. <laughs> he goes, he's like, I vote die. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is interesting because Weird Al, obviously, he's been around since the early '80s. He's impacted so many people. You know, he's impacted so many comedians, not just parody singers, although obviously that too. Because how could you not? Right. But you know, comedians in general. And he had such an interesting look. Of course, back in the day, he had like you know the really long curly hair and the big glasses, the Hawaiian shirts, and the accordion. So it was very. And the mustache. Oh, that's right. The mustache. <laughs> the mustache. Eventually, he got rid of the glasses and mustache, but he still had the hair, and you know, so and so. Now he looks like a hip
1: vegan. Which he is.
0: <laughs> right. Well, he always has been. And it's interesting just like where he shows up. I mean, if you even go back to like I remember he was in the Naked Gun movies. He was in all of them actually. Mm-hmm. Now that I remember. Like, you remember the Naked Gun movies?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not like super familiar with them, but I, I, I have seen I You was...
0: know, you've actually O. J. Simpson aside, I think you would actually like a lot of them. They're you know, they're one of those like just ridiculous movies that have Leslie Nielsen playing, like, it really straight. Don't call me Shirley. Well, that was Airplane. I right know. It was his first thing, but it, the, it sort of continues on that. But I think it's interesting because, you know, Weird Yankovic has just made so many cameos because he's instantly recognizable. Oh, my God, it's Weird Al Yankovic. Right, 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 right.
1: right. You know, yeah, which... which we we should uh um, we should talk about LTV then.
0: Yeah, all right. Okay. We should um, we should talk about LTV then. Yeah, all right. Okay. So LTV was what he did when he was promoting a new album. He would go on VH1 or MTV or well, whatever. That MTV, Yeah. And like, he started doing it like in the early 90s. Yeah, like... yeah. He's been doing it for a while. And he started and then he would, you know, do little sketches and then one of his great things is that he would make these fake interviews with celebrities where he would find a similar backdrop to wherever they were being interviewed, and then just cut it together to make it seem like they were answering uh, much different questions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: and of course, there were some great things about how, like Eminem, was saying that he's, uh, you know, he he was basically hating on. Me. <laughs> he's, he's he's like, relax, guy. I like gay men. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and he's, and of course the response is well. Uh, Marshall, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm not gay. He's do he's I like, no, we we're, we're gonna
1: get a couple of good looking dudes. But <laughs> he's like, no, I'm saying yes. No, I'm saying yes. No, I'm saying yes. No, I'm saying yes. No, I'm saying, yes, I know what you're saying. No, I'm saying. Well, I mean, yeah, he was good. I mean, even the early ones too. Like the one with Madonna was great because, like, Madonna, like he asked like. Like, Madonna, like a question, Madonna was, like, looking up, looking like, up. At, what are you looking at, 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 he's like, what are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> and then he said, do you have any advice for your fans? Life advice? Oh,
0: yeah, whatever. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. It was great, but of course, the one that was the best, which one was it?
1: No, there were so many good ones. I mean, I, no, I, I can't really say the best, but, um, the ones that are really, so there were some really good moments, like the, like the, uh, the one with Celine Dion, where she would talk about growing up, she's like, I could, I, I love the smell of my mother cooking. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and then there was the one with Avril Lavigne, where she's like, I've literally really been really living crazy. out of a suitcase <laughs> the past two months. He's like, you've literally been living out of a suitcase. <laughs> and he yeah. had one with, with, with Ozzy Osbourne before the Osbournes. Um, that's true. that's true. And then, and then he had a great one, cause it was good how like, how just fucking like, he got so like like he got really like, <laughs> rancorous with, right? He did the one with Kevin Federline. Yeah, that was, was one of the best so, ones. Yeah, because he was he was yeah. just laying into Kevin Federline like you've never seen Weird Al do. Like he starts yelling at him in the middle of it. But he said like you know what we're gonna do for the the second music video? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's
0: great that you think there's going to be a second music video. I <laughs> think uh, also one of the better ones was the Jessica Simpson one where she kept saying Jessica Sampson, he's like, Jessica Simpson, Jessica
1: Simpson, one. remember he said, um, <laughs> he was like, so what's the concept for your, for your music video, well, I really want to get like a real, just a real club environment, <laughs> and he's like, so uh, let me just take a guess, you're, uh, it's going to be at a club, oh, yeah, so, and there are going to be people in it, and they're going to be dancing, yeah. And uh and uh people will probably be, you know, drinking uh, in the music video. And he's like, yeah, he's like, no, that, that that's great. That's like a great music video. And he said, "Very original." What the, uh, what's one of your what's one of your biggest talents?" He's like, "You know, I'm a very real person." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. He said, "Well, you, you're right. You exist." You exist. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. then he's yeah, that yeah. So um, then he he was doing these uh YouTube videos, you know, the face to face things, which were just sort of the continuation of that same idea. Yeah. Not necessarily promoting anything particularly. They they I mean like they they, I feel a little bit
1: like like I was a little oversaturated because like I liked him doing them out on the LTV stuff, but whatever. It's not really a big.
0: Some of them were. Really good, and some of them were okay, but some of them were just so funny that I think, uh, it's worth to have them.
1: Well, was a good one with Morgan Freeman where he was just like, he's like saying, like, I'm gonna do a strip tease, and like, and the lights are going off, and Morgan Freeman's like, no, no, nope, nope.
0: <laughs> one of my favorite ones, um, was with, uh, what's his name, uh, the guy from Mystery Man with the, with the mustache. Oh, William H. Macy. <laughs> yeah. where he's like, where he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, like and he's saying how anyone can do that about where we are. Yeah, I It's like, oh, shouldn't have said that. It's like, oh yeah, well, I could act too. And he takes up like the skull. It's like, to be or not to be. <laughs> that is the question. Uh,
1: <laughs> Jessica Sampson.
0: <laughs> so, even if some, maybe I would say that. We probably found more comedy from his, like, his interview videos than right. videos from his songs, which I think, it's interesting how that works out. You know, it's hard to have a song be funny, especially it's hard to keep laughing at a song. Yeah, which I've done in Weird owl songs. I know, it's just, it's interesting that for some reason, it's hard to have a song that continue, you know, consistently is funny, because, for, I, I don't know, I guess part of it is sometimes the surprise of what you're not expecting. I think some things are still hold up as being pretty funny. I mean, everything you know is wrong is pretty good. Of course, uh why does this always happen to me? It's still pretty funny. You know, it's sort really of interesting. Because you know, sometimes you go back, and sometimes you can kind of laugh at sort of the stupid jokes and fat, which are all just, they're all just fat jokes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I never found, I
1: also don't think bad is one of Michael Jackson's best. I mean, some people really like it. I, I like it. I mean, but like. Um, I kind of like uh, that better. Yeah, and I like uh, Eat It. Well, the great thing with Eat It, first of all, Eat It was one of the first things I knew because actually I had heard about Weird Al when you were talking about it. I remember when I was young, really young, and I remember in kindergarten I remember someone putting on the, the the tape at like recess or something when we had like indoor recess, and I remember the whole thing where where he said me, "Oh yeah, and he, he does it. He plays the guitar so loud and so much that he explodes." And so we just kept playing that 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 song so we could hear him exploding. Um, when he's playing guitar, which was pretty funny, well, um,
0: it was great. The the, the, video, video, the the video, the video was amazing.
1: Because well, like when they would do like um like behind the music for Weird Al or something like that, they showed like the split screen between Weir, uh, Weird Al between Eat It and Beat It, and pretty much it was almost exactly the same. You know, Weird Al did almost all the the dance moves like pretty well. Like there weren't, <laughs> he, there weren't <laughs> yeah, even like like points. I mean I mean did he ever I mean I think he I think he had some. I, I, did he at any point have like a stunt double to do any of the dance moves? Or
0: was no, it just... not, no, not for that. Uh, I think for some of like there might have been parts where there was a stunt double, but yeah. not for the dancing. It's, especially because yeah. you know, he'll do a little twirl.
1: No, it was for living with a hernia that oh, he had a right. stunt double. That, that yeah, clearly yeah. that clearly had a stunt double, which was fine, especially when he goes ow. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> right? But but. The whole thing with uh with e- yeah he was doing all the dance moves that was in the beat it video like everything even when like the picture would fall or you know or where where they would go I mean, of course they had <laughs> different you know different uh props because because in in, in beat it you know towards the end when they had like the, the two gangs had the knife fight but like in and eat it like one has like a spoon one has a
0: fork <laughs> yeah that's right exactly eat well, e- it is kind of it's, it's an interesting song I like the way it's written. Right. Also I mean
1: that song that song you could say you could say like, oh, you know, he does these songs about food, but actually that song was more about, you know, just like saying like
0: like just you better eat your food because other people are starving the world or whatever. You know, talk- it's basically, that is what it is. It's about like a yeah. parent talking to a kid, eat it. Yeah, eat yeah, it. it was
1: pretty good. Uh let's let's talk
0: about his uh
1: when we finish this off, let's talk about uh his show, his performance. Well,
0: I when did saw- want to bring up one thing first, which was Dare to be stupid. Oh right, that was amazing.
1: That was uh, a really good song. That was that was like legitimately one of his best songs. Like it's really good. <laughs>
0: the Devo style parody of which Devo himself said, "I am so unhappy that someone else wrote this instead of me."
1: Yeah, yeah. Dare to be stupid. That was just so great. I mean, the music video was great. You know, it was like really, it was a really genius music video. <laughs> like talk with your mouth full, bite the hand that beads you, bite. Up more than you can chew.
0: It's okay. You can dare be stupid. Let's go! So let me get the exact quote from Devo. He said, I was in shock. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. He sort of re-sculpted that song into something else, and um, I hate him for it, basically. <laughs> and apparently it was also well-known because it was in the Transformers, the movie, which I never saw. So... I don't really know what to say. I mean, it's than- also...
1: Hmm. I wonder what's better, Transformers or Weird Al?
0: <laughs> right, well,
1: yeah, what a question. <laughs> it's a question of the century.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting, because so I was just looking that up, and apparently in a recent Transformers animated show, Wierly Hankovic had a guest voice as some uh machine, where he said that, uh I am Rhetgar, I dare to be stupid, yeah, making a reference to that. Yeah. And you know, it is interesting, like, there was a... A Futurama episode, like I think in the seventh season, where they were—oh no, not Futurama—it was a Batman: Brave and the Bold, where they're making fun of like the old Scooby Doo, and, and where basically Scooby Doo and Batman that are like basically there's a Weird Al Yankovic concert <laughs> that's, that's, that the Joker and the Penguin are basically stopping. Really? And of course, Weird Al Yankovic plays himself. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which is great. You know, and it's just... Well, also, he did he
1: did one for The Simpsons. It was, it was one of the later episodes where he did a... uh the It was a the John Mellencamp
0: John song, I think. No, yeah. no, 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 Well, he, he did, yes, he did, that's right. There was that. And then he had a late, which was not an amazing episode, because that was the, it was the gay episode. So, eh. Yeah. You know, Weird Al was in the gay episode? Yeah, there was a whole thing about... With John Waters? It. No, 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 no. No well, that episode was great. No, this was a later one, where basically he moves out of the house, and he's living with some these gay guys, and eventually he has Weird Al play a song to help win Marge back and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, the John Waters episode was a great episode. You yeah. Know, it's back to suicide again for me, etc. <laughs> you know, just to, and of course, he was great in it, John Waters. But the other Weird Al uh, that I remember was in was something called That 90s Show, and... It was not a really great episode because it was one of these weird. They had, you space. mean that '80s show? No, no, no. It was an they, episode they, of The they Simpsons. They did. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, that '80s show was a short-lived show that only I ever watched. But that being said, <laughs> the uh, this '90s episode was one of those weird sort of red cons where they said, "Oh well, because of the eight, you know, it's been you know almost 30 years of The Simpsons." we have to now say that instead of meeting in the 70s or 60s, they actually met in the, in the 90s. So that right. we can keep Art and Lisa, et cetera, the same age. It's like, who cares? You don't have to do that. But whatever. The thing that was funny, though, was they basically become a popular band that's like really obviously making fun of Nirvana and grunge in the way that they look and dress. And then, of course, they have a, the greatest part, which was when Weird Al Yankovic is parodying their songs. Uh-huh. By by, with something called brain freeze, and then Homer's watching and turns off the TV and he says, "He who is tired and Weird Al is tired of life." Yeah. <laughs> I said, "You know what? I'll give you I'll give you that episode. Right, I'll give right. You that All right. So you want to finish off by talking about his live shows?
1: Yeah. So how long ago was it? It was it was, it was his uh it was his poodle hat tour. I'm pretty sure it was before um yes. Straight Outta yeah, I'm pretty but sure. I think I must be right. It was I... quite a while ago, and we saw the show. Um, uh, you and I saw the show, and I, and I think what was cool about it was I I thought okay, this will be cool. You know, I'll go to I'll go to a Weird Al show. I've never done that before, but it was literally one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I mean, it's in like the top five category le- categories. Like, and there were a few like really awesome things about it. I mean, first of all, is that he's a great performer. I mean, just in general um i mean he's been doing it now for over 30 years and then there's um the, the what he did was you know he he you know played a few songs like you know some of the, some of the classics and then he also performed some singles off of, or some songs off of the new album but he since you want to hear so many like so many weird Al songs uh he did something so clever which is that he would go through like one of his songs go through the first verse and then the chorus and then switch to another song and do the first verse and the chorus so that was really cool. So you got to hear a lot of a lot of Weird Al songs.
0: Yeah, plus and, a lot of costumes.
1: Right, right. And he did. I mean, I had actually heard that he had done a bunch of costume changes on stage. Someone else had told me that, but seeing it in action was really cool. Like it was, it was just super well done. The other thing that was really cool about it was that when he when when he was playing, you would thought you thought okay, well, here's gonna be a Weird, weird Al. It's gonna be a Weird Al's show. It's gonna be all about him and the band's going to kind of be in the background. But like you really felt like even though it was a Weird Al show, you really felt like the band was playing. Like like he and the band had like really good chemistry with each other and they were like you're like oh a band is playing on stage. It's not just it's not just, you know, everyone look at Weird Al and, and how amazing he is. And even and, and and he would like interact with them. And remember even at the end at the end when he's like when he was like <laughs> introducing everyone like oh John Smith, everyone or something like that the, nice the guitar the, the guitarist and he would he would just uh, he he would just the <laughs> you know normally at a rock show they'll do like a solo and in this <laughs> and this one he just did like do, 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 do. <laughs> and then uh he should do something really simple or the or like the, the drummer he just go do, dum, dum, dum so it's pretty funny
0: Yeah, um, of it, course i think he he also did his fatsuit suit too.
1: No, he did the fat suit and the glasses and mustache.
0: Yep, he did. <laughs> that's right. Like that—that that was, that was the great, the and great of course, thing about her. Like we said, he did the Albuquerque as the uncle.
1: Oh my god, that was that was great. Like, yeah. Ugh.
0: I mean, but the also, whole here was the only one annoying thing. So one of the things that was good is that as they would go off to change and get ready for the next set, you know, they would put on like LTV segments, which was great. You know. Watching these interviews. But then the problem was there was like one guy near us who, I guess, knew by heart some of these interviews and started saying <laughs> the the words to the, it's, it's not just a song that you're, okay, I get it if you want to sing along with a band. I don't really like it per se, but I get it. You know, I understand that's how it is at like a live performance. But don't speak along with the video, the, the interview. That just ruins all the comic timing. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was amazing how bad it was. It was definitely <laughs> one of the smelliest
1: shows I've ever been to. <laughs> you were so mean. It was, was doors. Was it, was it um, okay, which was smellier, Jeremy? This or your Black, the Black Mesa show that you saw?
0: That was actually a lot more crowded.
1: Well, what was smellier, though? That's what I asked.
0: You know, it's hard to say.
1: They're both a little, they both smell just... in their own
0: special ways. I just I just felt really bad at the Black Mages concert because there was this lady that had like a panic attack and had to be taken out, and I felt bad for her. Yeah, that's a downer, man. But in the Weird Al concert, I didn't see. I just wanted to take one of those people outside because <laughs> it's like stop, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, he still is doing stuff. I mean, he's very active on the, the Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. that's great what he said about, about downloading and Metallica <laughs> so great
0: <laughs> that's right yeah so I don't know what he's doing right now I assume maybe he's working on you know other stuff now I mean his last thing came out you know two years ago and he had like five years between the, song, the album before that he so.
1: usually has has a good amount of time between each album like it's not like he doesn't He's prolific, just because, he, but he's been doing it for a while. But, but I mean, one thing that that I struck me was also when he did um, when he did a uh, poodle hat. The uh, the Eminem songs that were on there were Couch Potato and Real Slim Shady, which just showed how much time had passed, because those those singles were kind of far apart from each other. Um, Lose Yourself by Eminem and and Real, Real Slim Shady, so
0: all right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, there's some other stuff you know that he did that you know you never. I've seen Like, you didn't really watch much of the Weird Al show, which was a short-lived show on TV. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. And it had some good stuff in there, too. Yeah. And of course, there, there was UHF, which I think, you know, you do need to see. Yeah. And it was one of those really interesting things in that I think, uh, as I recall I'm saying about it, it was one of the highest test, you know, like, voted in terms of test screenings of all time. Like, it had, like, ridiculously high ratings in the way, you know, that it came at, you know, and, like, just people saying, oh, this was amazing. But yeah. in this, with the same month that it was out, the, you know, you had, you know, Ghostbusters 2 and License to Kill, which was a Bond movie, Batman, Lethal Weapon 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, When Harry Met Sally, Weekend at Bernie's. So that, it's actually a lot of classic movies that year. Yeah, I mean, Wicked and Bernie is not so great. But that being said, you know, it's understandable how maybe it didn't become as good. Uh, the UHF DVD is actually pretty great because there's a, one of the segments, he doesn't has to have like a deleted scenes that you can like watch, per se, like where you just watch a bunch of scenes. It's like a, a, little, it's like a little video where he talks about it. He's like, listen, we have so many t- deleted scenes, but let me tell you, most of them deleted for a reason. So, I'm not even going to let you watch all of them, because some of them are terrible. And, like, at one point he comes back and says, you know what, uh, we're not going to watch that. I'm just going to fast forward this part. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's it. He just, like, fast forwards through all these other... It's like, this scene was terrible. I, I, no, we, we, no, you are not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, so... Yep. Uh, and that was before uh, Michael Richards would be able to be, apparently, secretly... Accidentally racist, right? amazingly racist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I think we covered. Uh, you know why we like Weird Al so much. You know, yeah, you know, it's it's not ironic liking of Weird Al. It's you know sincerity. I mean, not yeah. Only is also, just I mean, funny. But he, as a performer, he's great. He's produced some things that are hilarious, no question. And he's been around, and he's been getting better. You know, he has – he's still great at making things sound like the original artist. Yeah. I mean, he's a living legend. I mean, in a number of ways, it's it's really cool
1: just because he's done so much. You can even just say in the entertainment industry because, I mean, you know, there's music, but he's also – he's been featured in a lot of different videos, things like that. Like, he's always – He's always doing stuff. He's a he's a great performer too. I mean, he's he really is like I I put him in like a genius category. Like he's like he's he's, is I, one of the best like musical artists ever. I think he's really cool. And he's it is cool that culture. yeah. And 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 it's also cool that he's first of all he like he seems to be. I don't know for sure, but it seems like he's a pretty decent guy. That he doesn't have his head up his ass uh, about about stuff like that he's the greatest, and he has to dominate the category of of being a, a funny per- person a funny musical artist or anything like that and, and I don't hear him talk about any feuds or anything like that and and like he's like and also the fact that he's willing he's just willing to do a ton of things I mean he played at Bonnaroo last year, I was kind of upset i wasn't I wasn't going to Bonnaroo, <laughs> just because just, and I'm sure people loved it. I'm sure people loved it. Even if people didn't even really know, like they may have known Weird Al, they didn't really know he was good. I'm sure they went there and were like, whoa, he's actually really awesome. And he did like a promo video for Bonnaroo, which was pretty funny. So,
0: yeah. That's right. So, yep. All right. Well, this would be a lot of fun. Yep. There right, Nerd you later. Nerd you later.